Hi, Leela. Hi, Kieran. So Meg has been a little unwell, and Leela has stepped in to help with this week's podcast. I feel like I have Darth Darth Vader breath. (sighs) 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 People, um, Leela Suter is with us again today, and she's trying to help me find the sweet spot in the microphone. And I'm so close to the microphone. (laughs) I feel like it's Darth Vader. It's Luke. I am your father. <laughs> yeah, oh. it needs to be so close, right in your mouth, actually. God <laughs> you should see it. <laughs> damn. Let's get into the show. Hi, I'm Kieran Trace. Welcome to Humans Decoded, a story of hobbits, fairies, elves, dwarfs, gnomes, and humans. If you get lost at any point, there is a deep dive on all the different avatars in episode one. It includes notes. Thank you for joining us in a fun little chat about the vast potential of our human makeup. So, our beautiful Megan Rocco was not available for today's podcast, and Lila Suter was. Uh, so... Let's start with the what's in the bag. bag. You got a good one there for us, Leela? I sure do. So in the bag is a water bottle, an umbrella, a deodorant, a hairbrush, a mirror, lip balm, nose spray, and and a small bag containing various medicines. That could be an elf. Two hairbands, a hand sanitizer spray, separate shopping bag, full purse with all the cards, tissues, mints, a pen, a nut bar, and an, and an apple, a sick bag containing a USB plug. Wow. I don't think this is an elf. <laughs> Probably not. Large battery pack with, no, three different charging cables and a car adapter. I think we're in the zone of gnome here. Keep going. Mm. I always have a separate gym bag at the, re- at the ready, too. <laughs> Oh, and phone, keys, gloves, gum, ear pods, and another lip balm are always in the coat pockets. Hobbit or dwarf? What do you think, decoders? Could be a human. Yeah, I'm going to go with gnome. That's my guess on this one. Vote. Everybody vote. You can send your votes to outreach (laughs) at (laughs) KarenTrace.com. That is an amazing bag to have, though, I will say. You will survive for a long time with yes. that bag. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and particularly all kinds of various, because you also have your various medicines, smints, nut bars, apples, but you also have battery packs. <laughs> Survival kit. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Decoders, there was a great questions that came in just before the holiday. So our beautiful Lila Sutor is going to read them and I'll answer. I love how you pronounce my name. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, too. That's why I do it like that. You can also just call her Lila Suter. But I like Lila Suter. <laughs> She's from okay. Switzerland. Yes, she is. <laughs> and we tease her that she is the indigenous Switzerland people. Her family goes back so many lines. Her grandparents, her great-grandparents, her great-great-grandparents, her great-great-great-grandparents, grandparents. She comes from the indigenous Swiss people, so I say, Lila Suster. <laughs> All right, but back to the question. All right. I'm going to read one. Serious. Um, okay. Serious. I'm actually so excited, Decoders, because this all this episode is about work, career, 
um, the workplace and avatars. And that is like my jam. Sure is. Okay. So this person writes, I'm expanding my business in the new year. I'm a no, and I've always worked alone. But now I have to expand and I'm worried I'll end up hiring a fairy. <laughs> and or elf. And that I'll have trouble keeping up with their ideas at a fast pace. <laughs> I know they're Why faster. Why did I have to hire a fairy, Karen? <laughs> I know their faster pace could be very beneficial to the business, but I'm not sure how to keep up or keep them focused or to feel like I'm one step ahead of my employees. <laughs> Any ideas of how to manage work? with faster moving creatures is appreciated or should I look to hire other slower moving creatures? Love it. Love this question. And again, business. That's really my key jam here. Okay. Um, I'm going to, the gist of this question is so good. It's really to say if I'm going to work together and I'm on the hiring committee, do I pick the avatars that I get along with best or do I pick the avatars that are ideal for the job? Right. And, and it's a brilliant question. Um, I think the answer is really simple that if you are going to work directly with them for a long time, then do pick the ones that you get along best with. And um, if it's just a project, like something short term, um, and the skills needed are specialized, then you want the avatar with the skill set. So, that means re-listen to the antagonist episodes so that you know in advance what those overlaps are, you know, um, and ways you can connect. So, for a gnome, you're going to work really well with a hobbit or a dwarf, right? But if a fairy <laughs> or an elf come in to interview, like, you'll, if you listen to the antagonist episode, if you make some notes again, um, you're going to have a list of the overlaps um, and just a little short list for yourself about how to recognize these avatars. So the thing we often talked about, I'm just going to repeat in the antagonist episodes is that just because you were antagonistic didn't mean they weren't beneficial for you. So um, ideally you're hiring a good match avatar. If it's a, you know, you're going to be partners together for a very long time, or, you know, you're working in very close proximity on on the same things together. But you could be hiring someone who's doing a totally different job than you and you're not going to be working together so intimately, then if you're hiring the avatar that's best specialized for that job, it's good to know what the overlaps between you are mm -hmm. and, and where that your lane is their lane, but where you guys can meet together. And then you, if you've got that list ahead of time, it's going to help you recognize the avatars when they interview with you. And it helps you ask those questions um, just to see if, you know, it's a fairy, but you find yourself um, having such a nice time with the craft, the whimsy, the otherworldly, you know, gnome and fairy really cross over there a lot. Um, and then in which case, if you need their speed, as you're saying, could be beneficial to your practice. You don't have to stay one step ahead of them with speed. Um, but you can be 
definitely one step ahead of them with details mm-hmm. and and the um small sensuals and then the the common ground is known so mm-hmm. i hope that kind of helps great makes me think of like a work situation i've had at the cafe i was working at uh-huh. which was owned by a fairy and then she hired a new like um second-in-command sort of person. And I think he was maybe a hobbit, maybe a gnome, who knows. But he had such a different pace. And having had, if she had that, you know, that lens of looking at the avatars, it would have been so much easier because in the end he was fired and it was a whole drama. And we could have avoided that, you know, with what you were mentioning, like knowing how to ask the right questions to find out if it's a great match or not. Yeah, because in that case, you really want, you know, the fairies over, if, if if a fairy or a gnome or an elf is overseeing something, you want the avatar that can execute that or can be in it or can innovate it with you. But if they can't, exactly. Yeah. No in advance. No win there. All right. So we have another question. Saying, asking, how does one go about finding other skilled and aligned avatars to work with? Maybe that sounds goofy, but is there a quick test to find those aligned or will it feel like a delicious yes? Like an exhale, ringing bells in my heart, fulfilling? Um, yeah, uh, it's a perfect question that would obviously, how do you find these people? Mm. Um, let's start with aligned in their own job is easier to recognize, right? Because that's a very skillful person. They usually, because it's aligned. Mm -hmm. So it's, they usually have um, a full roster of clients or listeners or buyers, depending on the job. Um, They're going to be well-respected and you're going to see they aren't hungry to be sharing their knowledge or preaching. Um, There's a clear, authentic tone to whether it's the marketing materials or to to their work themselves they just read authentic and just as a reminder aligned means no pretenses no postures no pretending right we're talking about aligned is also authentic right so we're not tied up in knots with all our different belief systems creating this pretending the, the pretending the posture the effort so, um, so if it's just this, um, aligned in their own craft, you can, you can feel it and see that. But a corporate culture, you need to have a company that is aligned. So a management practice of delicious yes. So for mm. our gnome, who's going to start her own business, she wants to create a business culture focused on delicious yes. Um, Because that's going to help each of the employees be the most aligned as they can be. Um, and that's that's going to be the most resourceful, and obviously you're going to have the the most fulfillment, not mm-hmm. just in the employees and in the management style, but it's going to spread down to the clients in that way. Um, it makes me think of the very beautiful Ricardo Semler. He um, was the SEO of Semco Partners, which is a Brazilian multinational corporation. And he used these fulfillment practices and he 
to to lead this massive multinational pro- the corporation. So, like, he has hundreds of thousands of employees. Mm-hmm. Um, and the corporate value was based in fulfillment. Um, and he grew the corporation's valuation of, like, 2,000% over what they had been doing before he became the CEO. So the profitability... Um, was so very, very available, but I think it makes sense. I think you decoders, you already get it. It's like the more ease, the more authentic, the more, um, home in yourself and expressing from that, ex- that place, um, equals that fulfillment. And when that fulfillment is happening, it's happening in the field around you. Fulfillment for one, fulfillment for all. And this is where we start to really reap these layers of abundance. Um, he runs a seminar group, and I think he runs courses I, I, today. Um, I don't actually know. I can't speak to that. I've not done any of his stuff. But his book, um, he has a couple of books, but the one I really recommend is called Seven Day Weekend. It's wonderful. It's an easy read, and he lays out exactly his business um, um, formula. He the whole formula of how he built budgets, so that even like a you know someone who is a janitor could read the budget as well as like his CFO. Um, so just pulling complexity, pulling anything that's effort out of the whole system, um, you know taking on um, employees and then once they've been taken on they can actually train and move anywhere in the company that that inspires them um, allowing people to work from home or not to come to you know like and really encouraging the seven day weekend and you know this is getting proven over and over again I do I work with a lot of yeah. you know VCs and, and different and like in my private practice um, hedge fund managers CEOs um, and you, you can see it. Um, Google had a practice very early on um, where one day a week they let their employees do whatever the fuck yeah. they wanted. <laughs> and almost every Google app application that you use on a daily basis came from that, that project alone. <laughs> Gmail came from it. Google Voice came from it. Google Calendar came from it. Um, Google Maps came out of it. Mm. Um, they disbanded the project, sadly. And, um, it doesn't, but again, it, it, it did prove the excellence of it, the disbanding and it was just the ridiculous management over at Google. But, um, but we see this again and again and again. Um, so yeah. Delicious wins. Delicious wins. It's just true. Yep. And yep. having corporate culture based in fulfillment is just going to be a lot more efficiency, yeah. effectivity, and therefore profitability for a business. Um, but these are words to talk about fulfillment and mm. joy of being. <laughs> Amen to that. We also got this beautiful holiday report in. Great. Let's right hear it. Here. I want to hear about the holidays. The holidays. As part of my delicious yes, I'm going rogue for Christmas this year and taking a road trip with my dog to find warm weather and skipping out on a family Christmas celebration I dread each year. Too much noise, too many kids, too much sugar and carbs, etc. <laughs> yes, too much overwhelming pressure of family drama. Usually too much booze also, no? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be great to follow the delicious yes. I'm excited and wondering how the family will respond. And then there's a follow-up. 
They told the family last night their delicious yes Christmas plan, and to their great surprise, the family was elated for them and responded with some, something like, "Wow, sounds like exactly what you need." And then they proceeded to give them recommendations of where to go, etc. Wow, wow, that's so fantastic! Sweet. Thank you for sharing that good news. Mm. Thank you for sharing it with us. It's brilliant to be able to share it with all of you guys. Um, just the whole community can give each other courage just following that yes mm -hmm. is amazing um i want to know how the drip went now <laughs> send us pictures send yes, us in please <laughs> <laughs> and then there's more work related questions hi ferry here i work in a team it's a fast-paced environment i work for a few days and then i'm out on to the next project with new people it works great for me Yeah, that's a good fairy, pro project-based, yeah. beautiful alignment for a fairy. I love being a brand ambassador. I tell all my friends and co-workers about the podcast. Last week, I was on a project with an elf who also listens to the podcast. They like to work fast, too, so communication is easy and free-flowing between us. There was also a gnome on the team. Our styles are very different. They would troubleshoot by tracing the thing from its inception, moving through all the details and inner workings. And they kept trying to explain it to me, but I couldn't track it. But thanks to the podcast, I could just say to them, tell me your conclusion. <laughs> and that part I understood, and it was simple for me to implement, and I could move on to the next thing. That's a beautiful example of how you work as fairy and gnome. Right? Yeah. Tell me your conclusion. <laughs> Fabulous. <Yeah. laughs> and then they go on writing, A few times I would give out simple instructions and then walk away. Again, it's a fast-paced environment. When we had a break, the gnome said they were spiraling from those two bits of information I teased them with, but, ha but hadn't elaborate elaborated on. Right, because the fairy's not going to elaborate enough for the gnome at all. That's always going to be a tripping point. <laughs> The fellow elf who also listens to the podcast immediately consoled the gnome by saying, you need more information. The exhale from the gnome was visible. Wow. I was then able to explain to the gnome that I'm a fairy, that I am more interested in getting the broad picture. Just a glance is enough for me to move on. Oh, the gnome gasped in response. So you don't need to understand how the machine works. <laughs> <laughs> to which I replied, I don't give a shit. I just need to know enough to make it go. <sighs> We had a good laugh and the gnome told me after how much that helped them relax. Amazing mm. story to wow. share. Imagine. And that also kind of starts to give that flavor. If everyone is following their delicious yes, if you work in a culture, ideally where people listen to the podcast, even, even if it's not everybody, just mm. some, um, you're helping each other through what otherwise are relationship impasses. Mm. And then it becomes this beautiful collaboration together. I love it. Yeah. They go on writing, and throughout the project, the gnome's inquiries up-leveled us all. It made me more diligent, more curious. I'd never thought to ask why it works the way it does, and I probably won't follow through with inquiring further, 
but I know I can go to the gnomes for that. <laughs> so sweet. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. The gnome coming in with the details, yeah. the depth, the elf coming in with like the strategy, the support, the languaging, the context, the fairy coming in with the like, let's get it going. Yeah. <laughs> let's make it work. <laughs> Let's just go, people. I love it. I love it so much. Thanks for that. I love that. Like seeing or hearing in in this report, the celebration of the variety, you know, the celebration of the diversity, not the seeing it as a problem. And we all need to be like this one type. I love seeing that over and over and over and over again. I know. You can't get enough of it. It's really true. It's, It's mana. It's food. Nourishment. Yeah. Let's do. Um, we've got time for one more. Sure. Another question there. We have one more. I've been watching your podcast and I really love it. I am a hobbit in an engineering college right now. I have also been on the awakening process for around two years now, having had a ki- having had a kind of first shift. Sorry, <laughs> in identity, then energy, wherein my body kind of burst into the entire room. Recently, I have energetically seen beliefs about self-doubt, perfectionism, self-worth. I can see they have been there all along. I can trace them as early as age of seven. It was a big sigh of relief and freedom, but also a shock because that meant the huge amount of all my choices have been from this belief and that my life has been kind of a lie. Yeah, I mean, that's something we're so familiar with, and I think you are too, Lila, where you just start to go... Holy shit. Yes. I've made so many choices and built so many things in my life based on trying to keep myself safe or worthy worthy, or a story of injustice or loved. Mm-hmm. And when that starts to fall away um, and then you're like <laughs> raw of those choices, it's, it's just – it, it really happens as we move to authenticity. Mm. Mm-hmm. And this person goes on writing, this realization has made it difficult to have passion for my studies like I used to. I just don't understand more and more why I am doing what I am doing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It's really difficult to have passion when the core belief that was the thing driving yeah. it falls away. Um, you know what I would, I just always want to say authenticity is worth it. You know, I don't want to, um, undervalue the disorientation that happens and the sort of pushback maybe from other community members or family members or loved ones, but authenticity is beautiful. And truth is beautiful. And like our friend at Christmas who was terrified to follow Delicious Yes and miss out Christmas. And then the family was all like, it sounds great. Just what you needed. Um, the, the speaking that truth and speaking that authenticity, it's, it's beautiful. And I really want to mention that it comes with a benefit. Mm. (laughs) And very directly, the benefit is that you get the support of life. Which is to say you get this energy and power Mm. coming from this unified field, that oneness, that one field of source, which is this, which is a life force. Mm. 
And so what you're doing when you move more, when you move more towards your authenticity, which is less about these belief systems, less about these postures, these, these false conditions, what we call conditioning a lot, the more you move to the authenticity, who you are in your being, you get more of this power of life because that is life living you. Mm. Um, so it's worth it. Um, and so I'm really here in our, um, note that came in here, the, the sort of the, the destruction, the confusion, the, you know, the like kind of flap about the like what now that's in there. And yes, um, this is a really common process. Um, the more we become authentic, um, the more the stuff that sloughs off that is an imposition. But that's the only thing that's falling apart. The only <laughs> thing that's going to ever fall apart is the stuff that was built on the lies. Truth isn't going to fall apart. It's the nature of truth, you know, in a way. Um, so <laughs> those parts that are falling away – because they were impositions, because they were lies, they took a lot of effort to maintain and usually a lot of struggle. I mean, you have to struggle against the natural alignment. Mm. You have to effort against a lot of those impositions. So sometimes that um, sloughing off that leaves you so confused and so empty and often, like for a lot of us, it can be like, we, we don't necessarily have language for the more authentic thing, or we don't necessarily know the action. Um, and it, and we're not familiar with that kind of gap or that kind of void. Unknown, right? Yeah, the so unknown. unknown. But what is there? Is this unified field of source? And it's an incredible power source that rises the moon and, or and rises the sun and, and, you know, makes the world, <laughs> it makes the trees, it makes the rivers, it makes you. Mm. Um, so it's a beautiful type of energy. So when that falls away, there's much more alignment and Really, that's the mechanics about like how Ricardo Semler um, grew his company 2000% through harnessing that power, that life energy. Um, as I mentioned before, like I'm often hired uh, privately to consult with various, you know, investors, VCs, CEOs, and what they're specifically asking is, for me to help clarify where the alignment is in the startup or the business idea or the streamlining or the leveling up or the next stages. Um, because where the clear alignments are, they know are the, there's going to be the less effort, the most effective, the most efficient. And that's where the productivity is going to come from. Um, was a really beautiful VC I admire a lot. His name's Reed Hoffman. Um, he's a famous podcaster. He's got some great books and he's funded some of many of the companies that we use every day. Um, and he has a, a quote. This is not the direct quote. I don't have the direct quote, but it's something like, I don't invest in the person who will work the hardest. That's mm -hmm. not a good investment. Mm -hmm. I want to invest in the person who's going to work the smartest. And that person is usually a little lazy. Mm 
Like oh it's something like yes. that, right? But it's <laughs> it's we're looking for efficiency, effectivity. We're looking for something that doesn't require an enormous effort to sustain itself. It's just not a good investment. So, <laughs> yeah, I see that in my own work life a lot. Like I used to work from a lot of effort, and the 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 amount of what I would get done in let's say eight hours which is a normal work day is nothing compared to what i get done quote unquote now in like i don't know two hours i'm so much more efficient because i work from effortlessness with this like life force having my back moving me right it's so much more efficient and productive it's amazing but it looks super lazy (laughs) (laughs) It looks like I'm not doing anything at all, all day long. (laughs) (laughs) But then what's occurring is actually highly effective and efficient. Yeah. Of course. course. Because it's aligned. It has harnessed the power of this life force. And that's something you guys can all discover for yourself. Again, the the more fulfilled you are, the more you're picking, uh, making a delicious yes choice, you can watch the effectivity of that choice, which begins with how little effort it takes to maintain it. Mm -hmm. And then we've spoken about this. You guys know that then there's these follow throughs where it has its own momentum apart from you. You know, like it just, it just carries itself into more and more and more fulfillments. So that's a delicious place to arrive to. And is really, if we're talking about business, business is being aligned. We're talking about the creation of, you know, a new business, a new, um, you know, a, a small business here where our gnome is having to expand and bring in more people, um, really looking to have a culture of alignment, hiring avatars that are going to be either appropriate for the position or not. Like, all oh, this is just gold. It's so worth it, as you were saying, so worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, folks. Um, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We obviously love hearing what you think. Your feedback helps us make a better show for you to listen to. So feel free to comment and you can do it at Facebook, which is the Humans Decoded Podcast with Kieran Joyce and Megan Rokel. And um, if you're not on social, you can always email any questions to us at outreach at kierantrace.com. And um, thanks for listening. We love you.